0: I hope in the busyness of all of it, because it is busy and I've heard that word a lot, I've been saying that word a lot, but I just hope in the... Busyness of it all that we don't forget the main thing, right? Keep the main thing, the main thing. What's the main thing that Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, came? He came. Church is not a fairy tale. It's not a fantasy. It's not just some kind of story. He actually came 2,000 years ago to save anyone who would put their faith in Him. Hallelujah. It's so good. And you got to remember the main thing, to keep the main thing the main thing, because it is crazy. It can get chaotic, and you can slip into that thing, like that mode where you're busy doing all the Christmassy stuff, and then you forget what, or maybe more importantly, who the thing is all about. In fact, they named the thing after him, by the way. Did you know that? Christmas. What does that mean? Have you ever thought? Christmas The birth of Christ. I remember several years ago, we were walking through a Christmas store in Cannon Beach. And we love this uh, store. We go there every time we go to Cannon Beach. And I have some pictures of it. Go ahead and flip through those pictures. But it was fun, and there's a couple different rooms. But I remember, I'm walking through all these rooms. And then finally, finally, after a a couple different rooms, we made it to this small section uh, of manger scenes. And it reminded me that in our culture, we do. We have all this... Christmas stuff, like Christmas cheer, Christmas magic, Christmas spirit. You got Rudolph and Santa and mistletoe, eggnog, candy canes, cookies, snowman, Christmas trees, the Hallmark Channel. I mean, you have all these things. And then, oh yeah, over here in the back corner, uh, we got Jesus. In fact, if you have that last picture, I, I know it's a really small picture, but if you can see it, Right there, Jesus actually made it to the manger. I mean, Santa actually made it to the manger scene. Like, he's, he's literally... Santa's there. Like, he's leaning over saying, Hi, baby Jesus. Like, we just don't know what to do with Jesus in our culture. Does that make sense? Like, we just... We, we have this whole Christmas thing, and then it's like, oh, yeah. And then Jesus. And somehow Santa is there. And I'm not against those things. I, I'm a happy, jolly elf. Like, I, I love Christmas... But with everything going on, with all that you're walking through, as much as I do love a good eggnog latte, but come on, who needs the eggnog latte? That's so much saturated fat that's going straight to my hips. (laughs) But as much as we think we need that, what do we need? He has one word. It starts with a J. What do we need, church? Jesus. 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 So let's just do this. Uh, How about, I don't have a timer or anything, but what if we just take like, 30 seconds or so, just you and the Lord, again, just you and the Lord, and let's remember the main thing, let's remember the reason for the season, and just remember that this is all about Jesus, the boy who was born in a manger, who died on the cross, who rose from the grave. So let's go ahead and do that now, and then we'll get going. you thankful for jesus praise the lord that the same jesus who was born in a manger went on to defeat sin and death on the cross and praise the lord that that same jesus is alive and well in 2021 praise the lord that same jesus who was born in the manger who died on the cross even now right now in 2021 today. He's saving people. Today, he's forgiving people. Today, he's setting people free. Today, he is giving eternal life to anyone who calls on his name. Again, church, aren't you thankful for Jesus today? He's the true gift of Christmas, isn't he? We're calling this series The Gift. He's the gift. He's the gift gift that brings hope. He's the gift that brings our faith. He's the gift that brings joy. And today, we're going to talk about the gift of peace. And yes, our world needs that gift of peace that he brings. But before I go any further, let's bow our heads and pray. Lord Jesus, this is your place. This is your house. It's a house of worship. And we pray right now that you would be the Prince of Peace. That even now, Lord, you would begin to just stir our hearts for the Word as it is delivered and preached, Lord, that the Word would penetrate to a deeper place today. It would rest well in our hearts. That we would leave here carrying the peace that you paid the price for. Thank you, Jesus, for your peace. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Luke chapter 2. This is the Christmas story. You guys have read this, heard this, maybe seen the Charlie Brown version of this, but uh, Luke chapter 2. This is where you find that manger scene. By the way, uh, in those manger scenes, like you saw at the Christmas shop, who usually makes it to... The manger scene. Maybe you have like we had growing up the circa 1970s Sears edition of the manger scene. Anyone? Does that look familiar to anybody else? Like shout out, shout out really loud. Who who usually makes it to the manger scene? The cow, the the wise men, shepherds, donkeys, Lego Batman. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) What Jesus? Jesus? Jesus. (laughs) Yes. Two points. Oh my goodness. Did anyone say shepherds? Yeah, yeah, shepherds, right? Well, let's go ahead and read about those shepherds. Here we are, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said... Do not be terrified, or do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's Messiah. He's Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, in excelsis Deo, right? And on earth, peace to those on whom His favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So an angel appears to the shepherds. We all know the story. They're terrified. A common reaction that people have in the Bible when they see angels. The angel has to say, hey, you know, calm down. Don't be afraid. I bring you what? Good news. Hallelujah. Good news that will cause great joy for all the people today in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you, Messiah and Lord. And then like Pastor Jeremy talked about last week, this is good news. Or like the song by Mercy Me, they say, it's not good news, it's the best news ever. Amen. A Savior, a Messiah. He's come, right? That's an, an incredible thought. One of the, you wrote this in the Bible reading plan this week. The word Emmanuel, how powerful that is. Emmanuel, that God is with us. One to rescue, one to deliver God's people. He has come, praise the Lord. But then look what happens next. It says, suddenly. Isn't that a great word? Suddenly. Like you're just walking along and like, whoa. Suddenly. A great company. I mean, don't you want some suddenlies in your life? you just, oh... Oh, suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with an angel praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. Say that with me, church. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests reminds me of what the prophet Isaiah says in 9-6. You've heard Handel uh, write a great um, uh, orchestra and choir piece on this. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Say it with me. Prince of Peace. Church, when Jesus came, the opportunity for peace came with him. A peace that, again, every person on this earth... Needs. Now, before I go any further, let's clear something up. Because in our culture, I do think we might have kind of an image in our, in our heads of what peace might look like. Right? You and I each have a version of what peace looks like. In fact, if you can just kind of get that in your head, what you think peace looks like for you. Like, what is just the perfect uh, example, the perfect picture of what peace might look like? Get that in your head. Get that image in your head. Now, for anybody, did it look like this? She says, yes, it did. Life spring. When I'm talking about the peace that Jesus brings, I'm not talking about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, that's peaceful. I mean, ooh, I've I've never actually been there before, but it sounds amazing, wherever that is. Now, that's a peaceful setting like when the kids are finally in bed and you get to watch that holiday Christmas baking show that you've just been dying to watch like that's a peaceful setting but that's not the peace that Jesus brings church is so much better than that just listen up for just a second do you remember who you were before you had Jesus in your life? Do you remember who you were before Christ? Also, just think about what this world was like before Jesus Christ, before Jesus came on the scene. I mean, the world was in serious trouble. It was under the curse of sin. It was under, uh, just gripped by violence, by chaos, by unrest, by darkness. That's where the world was at, but come on, that's where each one of us was at without Jesus. We were neck deep in rebellion and wickedness, hostile to God. And yet, I mean, that's why God is so good. And it's so much more about God than it is about any of us. Because it was like right there in our rebellion where Jesus came to bring us peace. Peace what? Peace with God through his life, through his death. Through His resurrection, He broke the curse of sin and death. Hallelujah. He brought order out of my chaos. He brought light into my darkness. And where I once was hostile toward God, in Jesus, I am called a friend of God. Hallelujah. By the way, that's the point where you say amen and you praise the Lord. Because that's what He did for you. He provided an opportunity for the whole world And to each of us, even now, right now, anyone hearing my voice, through faith in Jesus, you can have peace with God. Aren't you thankful for Jesus today? I love the way Romans 5 1 says it. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, not by our works or our actions, but justified what? By believing in Jesus, in faith in Jesus. We have what? We now have peace with God. The war is over. Peace with God. How? Through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's such a big deal. I was thinking about it this week. Have you read the Old Testament? The Old Testament, from the first bite of that forbidden fruit till the end, it is a sin. Spiral, like just a rapid downward spiral of humanity falling deeper and deeper and deeper into sin where the only thing like keeping us alive is the grace and mercy and faithfulness of God. And is right there in the chaos, right there in the lawlessness, the wickedness that God sends His Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but what? Receive everlasting eternal life with Him. Most of us have experienced that, haven't we? pretty awesome, huh? Kind of want to tell the whole world about that good news, don't you? Do you remember what it was like when you first fell in love with Jesus? Like as Christians, sometimes we start focusing on the wrong things, but do you remember that first day? You're like, oh man, like really? Like I I just, I get you, I get your presence, I get life, I get forgiveness, I, I get like a new you know, born-again, new creature kind of thing? Like, the old has gone, the new has come? Like, really? Like, that's what I get? Sign me up. Do you remember what that was like? Do you remember when you started singing songs after that? Like, you cried all the time. You cried during every song. Do you remember the first time you sang, I love you, Lord? You weeped because you loved Him because He saved you. I love you, Lord, for what you've done. Right? I mean, I say it all the time, but you believed it. Jesus changes everything. And do you remember, like, he even started changing things you didn't even want changed? Right? I was always like, God, you can work on this. And he's like, no, I want to work on that. No, God, you can work on this part of me. No, I want to work on that part of you. Anybody else? Right? But do you remember how he just began to speak? So good at speaking. He just speaks right to those places of my anger, of hostility. He, he speaks to those places of doubt and worry and fear, those same places that everybody else struggles with, like you were struggling there too. But then Jesus came. He came. You were no longer striving. You were no longer like, you remember, like you were just grasping, like just trying to find peace. Somewhere is there peace anywhere? And, and then you're like, whoa, 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 no, I don't have to grasp for it. I don't have to strive for it. No, see, peace found me. I've got peace like a river deep down in my soul. Aren't you thankful for Jesus? But then let's be honest. There's so many people in our world right now that don't have that kind of peace. I don't, I don't have to even tell you that. Like we see it all around us. I mean, you feel it these days. The places you go, you feel it. You guys know I love Seattle. I get a lot of flack from you for that one. The Lord's given me a heart for that city, but you can feel it as you get on I-5 and you're driving into that city. You feel it. Anyone know what I'm talking about? If you're a teacher or a student here today, you can feel it when you go into your school. If you're a healthcare professional here today, you can feel it when you're in your hospital. If you're an employee that has other employees in an office setting, you can feel it in the workplace. You feel it like people are struggling. They're discouraged. They're dissatisfied. They're unsettled. They don't have peace. And it's become just so obvious and plain to me, the difference between those who have peace in Jesus and those who don't. I mean, the saying is true. If you don't have Jesus, no Jesus... Right, If you've never placed Jesus in His rightful position as the Lord, if you've never placed Him as His rightful position as the one who can forgive you of your sins and save you and rescue you, guess what? You're never going to have peace. The city of Seattle will never find peace without Jesus. That's what they need, is Jesus. But if you know Jesus, you know peace. If you know Jesus, you know peace. Jesus Himself tells us, peace... I leave with you my peace. I give to you John 14:27. In John 16:33, he tells his disciples, "I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In me you may have peace." Again, no Jesus, no peace, but if you've got Jesus, you've got peace. True, everlasting peace. Amen. You know, even as I say that, though, there are times, even as Christians, when we struggle with all this, because life is challenging. Even the most faith-filled person from time to time can get a little anxious or worried or discouraged. I mean, even this week, it's been an emotional week for a lot of us, right? As we're walking through with Catherine and, and different things, I mean, it's an emotional week with everything going on, but, I mean, it's been an emotional season, or it's been an emotional year. What I love about the peace that Jesus brings It's not based on emotions Thank you Jesus It's not based on how I feel Thank you Jesus It's not based on your feeling It's more than a feeling It's not based on your circumstances It goes deeper than your circumstances Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's a deeper peace And I don't know what you're going through today But here I want you to hear this The peace that Jesus brings you And no elbows here It is not based on how well your spouse treats you Did you know that? The peace that Jesus brings is not based on whether you have a thousand friends on Facebook or zero friends on Facebook. Your peace that you have in Jesus isn't, if you're a social, you know, I don't, whatever those things, what are they called, influencer or whatever, you know, like, that, by the way, has that brought anyone peace? No, the peace that Jesus brings you is not based on whether your kids are all behaving and, you know, just perfect little angels or if they are swinging off the chandeliers. The peace that Jesus brings isn't based on whether your bills are paid. The peace that Jesus brings isn't based on whether you're sitting on a lawn chair in Hawaii. We have a peace that goes deeper than that. And no one can convince me otherwise. But it can be hard. I've seen in pastoral ministry, maybe you can relate to this, as life takes its best shots, a follower of Jesus can begin to drift. Maybe you know what I'm talking about where you're just kind of going on the path, right? You're just doing your thing. You're going on the road but then and maybe slowly at first you just begin to drift. You begin to fade to the right or fade to the left. Like you received the gift of Jesus in your life and it was amazing. It was awesome and Jesus changes everything. But then you can just feel it like the hope, the faith, the joy, the peace. Oh man, like what I once was, what I once had. I've seen this happen in so many people's lives. Have you ever had your car drift on you before? Right? We had a minivan that loved going to the right. Anyone have that minivan before, right? You're just driving and you're like, Hey, can know? Like, Anybody else, right? What's going on? The, the van was out of alignment. But here's the thing: When your car's out of alignment, it doesn't mean you go get a new car. Though so I think we did. We're like, we just need a new car. <laughs> It right? doesn't mean you just get a new car. It doesn't mean you stop driving the car. But what does it mean? It means you've got to get that car into the shop because you've got to get it realigned. And there might be some of us who are Christians who have been following Jesus for a while. But let's be honest. You're struggling. You're struggling. The alignment is off. You're unsettled. You're unbalanced. And maybe you're even thinking about giving up. But I just say, don't give up. Come on. You've gone too far to give up. But maybe it's time for a Realignment. And here we are, six days before Christmas. Why not, God, let Him do that realignment today? I am so excited about today. Like every morning when I wake up, I believe that today is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice in it and be glad in it. Because I believe that today, God can make the impossible possible. Today, He can do that in you. I don't care how you walk through those doors. Today, He can realign you. I believe that. But you got to give Him permission to work. He's not going to force you on this one. But if you're drifting, if you're wandering, if it feels like peace is slowly uh, fading away, just let God, the master mechanic, get to work today. I I love Romans 12 too, you guys all know it. Most of you have it memorized, but let's hear, hear it again. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I want to read it one more time. Read it with me. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, I think that's where the drift happens for a lot of us. What's happening? You're getting pulled into the patterns of this world. And, I've noticed, usually it's not intentional. Like, it's not an intentional drift. It comes so subtly. The little cuts, right? It's what you're choosing to watch on Netflix on Friday night. It's what you're choosing to scroll through on Instagram or Facebook. It's just all these little moments where the drift begins to happen. And you just know it. You don't even need a pastor to blab away today. You just know it, that those things are robbing you of the peace that Jesus paid for on the cross. And if that's you, I'm so glad you're here today. I'm so happy you're here today because God loves you. He loves you so much. Even now, He is calling you back. He's calling you back to the straight path. He's calling you back to the narrow way where your mind, where your heart would be fixated on God and on the things of God. I just hear him saying, son, daughter, my child, come back to me. Come back to me. No longer living by the patterns of this world, but you remember who you are and whose you are. The Spirit desires to renew us today, church, to realign and to renew us today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah So if you're willing, let Jesus get to work To renew and realign He'll do it You just have to give him permission to do it And this leads me To what I want to conclude with today And this really Is so important, maybe the most important thing I say Is his peace Is found in His presence His peace is found In his presence As you head into christmas week as you head into 2022 let's dedicate ourselves to spend some time with jesus and that's a choice you have to make it's weird if you get some weird manipulation by your spouse or a friend or a pastor like that's never going to work right this is just between you and the lord to say no I, i want to spend time with you lord remember that christianity is a walk there's several scriptures that say we're to be daily filled with the spirit we're supposed to walk with the spirit church it's time to walk with god again Some of you, have been struggling with peace. Again, I, I get that. But maybe you just need to go to the local shoe store, maybe Nordstrom Rack, wherever you go for shoes, buy a new pair of shoes. These aren't new, but you'll get the illustration. And you need to put them on. And I'm just telling you, church, oh, I feel like Mr. Rogers. There are times when you're struggling and you don't know what to do. You just have to be kind of stubborn with it. Say you know what i believe your peace is found in your presence so god wherever you're going i'm going too, and i'm putting on these new walking shoes because i want to keep in step with your spirit and so wherever you are ha, that's where i am because i believe in your presence is your peace some of you might need to do that. Take a picture. Send it to me if you get those pair of shoes. I'd love to see that. You know, there was a time when I was so unsettled. Uh, you guys have heard the story, some of you. But I, to be honest, like this is from 10 years ago when I first became senior pastor. Like five of you were here back then. And it's amazing to see Ray and Marcy Mayer here who were like here for 20 years. Like praise the Lord. Oh, So they remember this time. But this is like when I first became senior pastor. And Dan was not in a good place. Like it was a tough time for pastor dan and, and there was just things going on in the church that really got to me and you know it's not like one big thing that gets to you it's like a bunch of little things happening at the same time anybody know what i'm talking about it's not just the one big catastrophe it's like all the dominoes falling at the same time and i wasn't sure if i was going to make it like i was like ready to call foursquare and say you picked the wrong guy You you probably never felt that way. You're like perfect, Rich. But as a pastor, you're just like, yeah, yeah, go to plan B. (laughs) But it was just this amazing time when like, awesome people encouraged me pastor Wayne Ferris who's now having their second service ever at Journey Foursquare right now in the Spokane area he he set up this thing where different people prayed for me but not just during the day but like through the night so I got a text from my neighbor it was a new neighbor we had just moved in uh, recently uh, saying there's some stranger in your bushes guess who the stranger was church it was Pete Wilmot it was like at midnight like one in the morning Pete Wilmot praying in my bushes uh for my family so funny so good but it was right there in that season when the lord gave me this verse and it just became a life preserver for me uh, and it helped me get realigned I, i hope it helps you today too it's from isaiah 26 he says you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you i just want to read that to you a couple times church he says you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast Because they trust in you. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. I just read it again and again and again. Just held on to that truth. Even when I didn't see it, even when I didn't feel it, I just put my faith in the Lord. I put my trust in the Lord, trusting that in his presence is his peace, that he would keep me in perfect peace as I kept my mind steadfast on him. I meditated upon the Lord. I trust in you. I trust in you. I trust in you. Maybe you're in that season right now, right? And you just need to to say, God, I trust in you. I trust in you. I'm telling you what, church, the Lord walked with me. And, but here's the deal. It was slow. It didn't happen like instantaneously, but slowly and beautifully with compassion, comfort and care. Hallelujah the lord brought me not just through that season but out of that season and i don't know what you're going through today i don't know what kind of season you're in but whatever you've tried if it's alcohol or sex or food or shopping i mean just at the end of the day we all know this those are temporary often very destructive things they're just band-aids right they're band-aids they do not last but true everlasting peace is found in jesus He's the Prince of Peace. It's yours for the taking. It's a gift to be received. Pursue the Lord. Pursue His presence. Choose the daily walk with Him. And you will find the peace that you're looking for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, worship team, come on up. We want to close the service by actually praying for you. And it was laid on my heart uh, For those of you that maybe are new to the faith This might sound a little weird to you But uh, I was laid on my heart The Lord gave me a phrase for you That you were to be equipped with peace That's what he told me on Monday That life spring Church at an individual level You were to be equipped with peace I, I just felt it Like you're going into six days before Christmas You're going to go in not lacking You're not going to go in unprepared You're not going to go like defenseless You're going to go in equipped and prepared I want that. Right? Because the world's just like... P-chew, p-chew, p-chew. The world's attacking you everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Just, p-chew, 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 just a ding, 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 ding. Attacking your peace. You're like, I am equipped in peace. Philippians 4, church. Do not be anxious about anything. Put in your name. Right? Do not be anxious about anything, Danny. But in every situation... By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, man, it just goes like way beyond comprehension, goes beyond understanding, goes beyond what your mind can figure out. I mean, it's a peace that actually passes all understanding. That peace, the peace that Jesus paid for. That peace is what? It's going to guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ Jesus. See, we want you to be equipped with that kind of peace. But also like, almost like it's something that you put on. Remember when Paul talks in Ephesians 6 about the armor of God and, and he says this, for uh, six fifteen. he says, for shoes put on the peace that comes, what? From the good news. Why? So that you and I We'll be fully prepared. Let's pray together so that we can put on His peace. And then I'd also say this. If you've never given your life to Jesus, if you're like new to all this and you're like, man, this is the first time I've ever even heard this stuff, man, put your faith in Him today. Just believe in Him. Call on His name and you will be saved. That's what the Bible says invite him into your life to be your lord and your savior he's the only one by the way that can forgive you of your sins there's no good works you're going to be able to do to get your way into heaven and one day we all will transition into the afterlife and i don't know about you but the bible tells me that the only way to transition well to where we're spending eternity with god is through jesus and so if you want to live eternity with jesus call on the name of the Lord. And you will be saved. You'll be given eternal life with Him. If you have questions about that and you're like, man, I don't even know what you're talking about, ask me questions. I, I'm willing to talk to you about it. I'm willing to answer your questions the best I know how. And again, I'll be over there. I'd love for you to come up to me and we can talk. But if you're uh, part of the prayer team, would you come up? And we're just going to have the prayer team kind of up here in the front like we've done in the past. And we're going to sing this song. I, I love the song that uh, they're doing. But as we sing, For you, again, we don't have to make this too crazy or uh, anything like that. I just, I just, again, the vision was that you were going to be equipped with peace and just let these wonderful people who love you and, and love the Lord, just let them lay hands on your shoulder and say, Lord, we just pray right now for your perfect peace, the peace that passes all understanding, that you would guard their hearts and guard their minds, that they would be equipped, that they'd be able to put on peace like a pair of shoes that they could go into this next week and into this next year fully prepared and equipped with the peace that came through a baby born in a manger who died on a cross, who rose from the grave, and is coming again. Hallelujah. Would you stand with us and let's sing this together. Praise the Lord.